What is going on guys? My name is Mac. Across from me, virtually, for the second week in a row, third week in a row, I don't know. No, second week in a row. Yeah. Second week, yep. Uh, lifelong friend, basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howe. We're coming back at you guys with the ninth installment of the Press Breaker podcast, man. Fourth episode in our uh, team review for the 2021-2022 season. Yeah, Gert, how you been, bro? I've been great. I'm uh, very, like we said last week when we dropped who we were talking about this week. I'm I'm interested to d- kind of dive into the Spurs, even though I don't know how deep we're going to be able to get. I'm I can't wait though. I mean, it seems like there's a li- there's there's some substance here. There's a little bit we can get into. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, they were the least watched NBA team last season. Um, I think they had the least amount of nationally televised games, and they just had the least amount of average viewership per game. Could be wrong on that, but I'm almost positive I'm right. And, yeah, you know, San Antonio Spurs, pop. That's really really all you got when you get in this team. And then you got, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Becky Hammonds is the assistant coach, right? Yeah, I. if they were smart, she'll just replace him. Because I think she actually like is a good coach. Oh yeah, Becky and I really Hammond thought is a real she. Deal. I really thought she should have got the uh, Trailblazers job. job to be yeah. honest with you, yeah, didn't don't know why she didn't, but who ended up getting that? Chauncey there. Billups. Yes, I mean I don't think that's a bad hire. No, I definitely just thought, not. Chauncey's just stupid that. smart too, man. Like he is. His basketball IQ is just job. through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was it, def- it was definitely Becky's job to have, but you know, unfortunately, things that's not happen. how it goes. Yeah, that's not how it goes. So, anyway, yeah, we're talking about the San Antonio Spurs, guys. And when you look up and down this roster, you don't really have much, you know. You've got <laughs> a team, you know, the the misfits, you know. That's, that's really it. I mean, legitimately, yeah. Um, So, if you don't mind, Gert, go through here. Tell us what happened last season for them. Well, last season, uh, you know, really didn't start with last season, but the last three, four years, you can correct me on how long the DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, Aldridge experience was going. Uh, what, two or three years, right? Yeah, three Something years. Something like that? Yep. Yeah, so that came to an end, uh, and it needed to, because they're both older, and they just, it just didn't fit. Like, it was never good. Like, no, I don't think anybody ever thought, oh, man, premier duo. Aldridge and DeRozan. Like, I don't know if you did because you're a DeRozan guy, but that that was not ever my thought, you know? Yeah, definitely not. And I think the problem is – I'll let you continue here in just a second. Um, I think the problem is they uh, they just had – they had to deal with it, right? Because, you know, Kawhi wanted out. Him and his family absolutely hated the San Antonio trainers in front office. So they just really tried to do the best with what they had. And to be fair, I don't think it turned out horrible. Horribly for the circumstances given. No, it wasn't awful. It just wasn't. It's not. It's just not the Spurs we've known, right? The Spurs that me and you've grown up watching, the culture, the winning, all that stuff. It was just the very ball different. movement, the always yep, being in exactly. the playoffs, the always upsetting teams. It was just gone. Yeah. But so, and so, pretty much what happened last season, they were getting to a point where they were dumping stuff off. People were they they were pretty much trying to figure out what is the best way we can get rid of both of those guys, right? So Aldridge, did they buy him out, right? Oh, remember? He had to retire because he... uh No, but he was on the Nets when he did that, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah, I think they did buy him out. 
Yeah, so they bought out Aldridge, and obviously they, they've been shopping DeRozan for a year and a half anyways. Like, that was nothing new. Oh, yeah. So they finally answered that question this offseason. But, yeah, they bought out Aldridge, got rid of one of the pieces they wanted to. So then, obviously, like they said, misfits. I mean, every, if you look up and down this roster, it is full of just role players that are having to come together and play without a star. And that's yeah. what it's going to be probably for the next two or three years unless DeJounte Murray, like – lifts himself up into stardom in like a D'Angelo Russell type way he did with the Nets, which I don't think will happen because this team has a lot less potential than the Nets teams had like overall. Yeah. So I don't think that's happening, but yeah, they're Spurs are in for the long haul. I would say with this roster currently. Yeah. And I mean, you look at, look at the team and you know, you want to say it's a good team, or a decent team anyway, good potential. But the problem is, we said this, I think, either in the Pistons episode or the Timberwolves episode. Every team is like this. Every team is good. And I think there are a lot of teams that are in a better spot than the Spurs when it comes to rebuilding or young core. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just kind of in a weird transitional phase, right? Where the old heads, they're starting to decrease a little bit, you know, like your KDs, your LeBrons, your Hardens. Don't get me wrong, still amazing, amazing players. But they're not putting up, like, the numbers that they did a couple of years ago. And these young guys like Luca, like D'Angelo, like DeAndre Ayton, like Cat, they're all stepping into their superstardom role. And yep. so these young guys, like, to be honest, I don't have any doubt in my mind that the duo of DeJounte Murray and Keldon Johnson are going to be pretty decent in the regular season. They obviously, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, 100%. but here in a couple of years, that could be a, that could be a decent duo that are in the spot of like De'Aaron Fox. And I don't even know who his duo would consider Marvin Bagley, maybe Buddy Heald, no, maybe. Probably, I would, it's Halliburton or Buddy Heald at this point, probably yeah. closer to Halliburton, honestly. Yeah. But you, you know what I'm saying though? Like, the duos yeah. that are not amazing, but they're definitely nothing to laugh at. They work. Yes, they do work. That's for sure. And so, yeah, you have this team here who they need a star. But the good news is they have the cap space. The people aren't making a lot of money on this team. So they could definitely make a splash in free agency next offseason. But unfortunately, I think they're just gonna have to roll with it for now, man. Oh, hundred percent. And the only the only big signing they had was uh, Doug McDermott. I mean, what they signed him three for thirty or three for forty or something like that. Yeah, three for which forty-two. I, mean, I think was something. Yeah, of the which sort. I mean, it, it's a tough sell, but at the same time, they needed scoring. Like they don't have hardly any. So like, I get it. Yeah. Uh, and they also signed Zach Collins, but obviously he has played five games in two years. Was very good solid backup though. Hey, he was good when in his rookie year when he played, but now you just don't know. Like nobody knows if he can just be healthy anymore. So I mean, that's still a solid signing though. Like I think that still could be really good. Uh, they got Brent Forbes back. Like it's just they're just pretty much trying to build a young team as best as possible. Mm-hmm. But they really scuffed that. Because drafting Josh Primo at 18 was a humongous, massive, ginormous mistake. Yeah, it was Unless, a big sell. Like, until I see him actually deliver 20 points a game, which is kind of insane for me to say that, but still, like, that is just such a sell, like you said. Like, that's awful. Mm-hmm. 
Like there was so many better guards on the board and just players in general at that. That did they, I don't I don't know. I just don't know what he did in pre-draft workouts and in interviews or whatever to get drafted there. Yeah, I agree. I just will never understand. But but yeah, these young players, I think the front office is like hoping and praying that they develop. I think development is the key is the key to success here because you know you have a Josh Primo, you have Joe Weiskamp, who I believe was drafted this year, right? Uh, yep. So was uh Devin Vassell, or was he last year? He was last year. Devin Vassell is going into his sophomore season. Okay, he's going to be solid, I think. Also, yeah, side piece. yeah, very good defender for the guard position. Um, they might end up playing him around small forward because he is a little taller, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's around six five, six six. Maybe six five, and he's listed as guard forward. So yeah, and go. I mean five and a half points a game. Uh, he got to start seven games, so that's good. But you know five and a half points a game, but his shooting splits were you know pretty good. He's shooting forty six percent from the field and thirty four percent from three. Which I mean, if you get around fifty percent for a guard, that's pretty that's pretty efficient from the field. Um, he's a good free throw shooter. Um, he he does have he has potential. You know, he's not gonna be the next you know, Eric Bledsoe or, you know, any two-way guard. I can't think of any right now. I'm blanking. But uh, he'll be a good role player. He'll be a very – yeah, Lonzo Ball. He'll be a very good backup guard to DeJounte Murray, I believe. I agree. And, you know, we've kind of talking down on the roster in a way. But, like, as I scroll, I like it. Like, when you look at the young pieces, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, Yaka Pertle, DeJounte, Trey Jones, Kelton Johnson, and Brent Forbes – and then I'll throw Zach Collins in there too. Like I, I mean, I'm confident in that to develop, but like I just don't, I don't know how it's gonna work out. Like I am confident, confident in Keldon, Dejounte, uh, Devin, and Lonnie at this point. That's like where I feel their core is, and they, if they can't keep it. They better sign somebody similar or better. See, at this point. I disagree with you in a way. I think their big three is going to be DeJounte, Derek, and Keldon. I don't think I don't think Lonnie or about Devin Derek, Vassell sorry. is gonna I don't think they're gonna be big three type of thing. And to be honest, their big three isn't gonna be a, like a blockbuster big three by any means, but I think they're Never, gonna no, get things no, no, done. No. I agree. They're gonna get things done insanely. I mean Keldon Johnson has all that mentorship from being on team USA. So he looked good yeah, too. He did look good against that international talent. And yeah, I think you go up and down here and the starting lineup, the potential for them to be really good is is there, honestly. They're yeah, a team that reminds me of like a nice uh like a nice team play, like ball movement type of team. Like the 2013-2014 Spurs. You know, you get the 0708 Celtics in there, obviously without the firepower, but they're extremely good at moving the ball and finding the open man. Yep. And when you have Greg Popovich behind them coaching them, I do think this is easily a coachable team to bring them to like be a fringe playoff team. I don't think they'll actually get in the playoffs, but I think they'll be fighting for it. You know, they could upset some teams down the or down the stretch of the play or of the regular season. And make those three seeds drop to six seeds, maybe, or something like that, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, they do have a lot of potential. Um, I'm trying to think here. I just, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, maybe moves they could do, but they just don't have a ton of bargaining pieces either, you know? Like, 
everybody that's young on their roster or movable is somebody I would just want to keep at this point, right? Yeah, the right. only real move that I think is a no-brainer for them during this regular season is Thaddeus Young and Alfred Aminu, which I am not for certain on how long both of their contracts last. I'm not either. If I'm no not idea. mistaken... If, hang on, let me look. Okay, nice. They're both on the last year of their deal right now, so they don't even have to move okay. them. If they nope. want to let them walk for free, they can. And then with that combined $27 million, I be- no, $24 million, sorry, that they're going to make. That's in a the- lot of money for those two. Yeah, that is a lot of money to throw at another free agent. But if you wanted to make a move now, you could obviously package, like, Alfred Aminu, Bryn Forbes, and maybe a... Uh, maybe like a pick or something, a first rounder, maybe two second rounders, you could get a decent player. You could also package Thaddeus Young, who has insane locker room leadership. You could package him with a young player and possibly a pick, and you could probably land someone that would really help out your team. I agree. that. Yeah, that's about it. They're going to have to flip those two for sure if they want anything at this point. I don't know. Yeah, that's about it, honestly. Or they're just going to have to wait for agency in the draft next year, too. But obviously we can't trust their draft abilities anymore. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we cannot do that. And another piece that I think needs to be moved is Jakob Pertl. Um A lot of people seem to enjoy Jakob, but the problem is he's 25. I don't see him getting any better. 8.6 points a game. And, you know, you say, oh, well, he's a center. He shouldn't be scoring the ball all that much. But he's only averaging eight rebounds as well. And he's almost seven foot tall. So, you know, you look at Jakob Pertl. He did really bad with the Raptors. He got shipped over to the Spurs in that DeMar DeRozan trade. And he just hasn't really developed any. He hasn't developed a shot. He actually took zero threes last season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he took zero threes last season. And if you're a center and have absolutely no threat of a shot, you have to be a force down low, and he's just not that. And correct me if I'm wrong here, he kind of used to be your guy, right? When he was in Toronto's rookie year, he was solid, right? Yeah, him and, like he, him and Pascal Siakam him and Pascal Siakam had the same rookie years, if I'm not mistaken. And he's athletic, don't get me wrong. So him and Pascal, they were like the front court of doom. They would just absolutely run, and they would... It would beat every other center and power forward in a sprint, in a fast break sprint. And it really helped Toronto. And if I'm not mistaken, that year they actually led the league in offensive fast break, like percentage of fast breaks to scoring on the fast breaks. I forgot what that mm-hmm. stat's called. Uh, fast break conversion rate or something like that. Or, oops, I'm not supposed to say that, but uh, something like that. <laughs> and... uh so, yeah, Jakob Pertl, he showed a lot of promise, but, yeah, he got shipped out of the country into San Antonio into a pretty unforgiving spot because at that time, San Antonio was still, like, wanting to win. Yep. And so I think he just maybe got neglected when it comes to the trainers and all that. So yeah, he's, he just... he's playing behind LaMarcus, too, yeah, at he, that point. He just didn't really show any flashes, didn't show any signs, and I think it's just time to move him. He's making eight and a half million. He's going to be making ten million next season. I think it's time to move him. I think it's time for him to move on. I was saying the same thing earlier, and you would think him playing behind Lamarcus for two or three years would help him, but obviously, either Lamarcus isn't a mentor or Jakob just doesn't. Like he's not worried about it. Could yeah. be either. Don't he know. Is a, he is a good shot blocker, though. I will give him that. But if that's your only redeeming quality. 
Yeah. On a team like this, yeah, we need more. They need more from a center, from their starting center. That is their starting center now. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So, yeah, you look at the front court. You've got Yaka Pertle, Zach Collins, Drew Eubanks, and I don't really believe in Drew Eubanks. So they got Lucas Samanich too. Don't forget about that guy. Oh yeah, Samanich. They do have Samanich. He's a good player. Yeah, their front court. I mean, that's pretty much the problem with their team. That's obviously there's more than that, but like eyeball test, their front court is very lacking compared to point guard through small forward. Yeah. And at this point, do you even? I mean, do you even start Al Farouk and Thaddeus Young? Like, who, in your opinion, should be the starting five for this next season? Okay, so my starting five would go DeJounte at point, uh, Derek at the two, Keldon at the three. Um, honestly, I am probably starting Thaddeus at the four. Um... And then Collins or Pirtle at the five. I think that's where you got to go because I don't know. I just you can't play Doug at the four, and nobody else just jumps out to me as a starting four besides Thaddeus Young at this point. To be honest with you, yeah. So I think that's where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of a no-brainer for their starting lineup. But I'm gonna throw something at I'm gonna throw something else at you, and I'm gonna see how you like it. At the one, Dejounte Murray. Mm-hmm. At the two, Devin Vassell. Okay. At the three, Lonnie Walker the fourth. Okay. At the four, Thaddeus Young. And at the five, Zach Collins. So that allows you to have Keldon and Derek White. Keldon, Derek White, and... Dougie. Dougie and Jakob Pertl and Alfa Camino off the bench. Yep, I don't hate it either. That would be a more balanced lineup if you wanted to outtire your opponents, I guess. Because you have pretty much equal firepower on both platoons. Yep. Because you have the best uh, player in DeJounte Murray starting, but you have the other two best players, Kelton and Derek, coming off the bench. You also have Brent Forbes and Chandler Hutchinson you can throw in there too. Chandler Hutchinson, obviously, he's not a huge name. I only know him just from like look trying to look over the Bulls roster a while mm -hmm. ago. But he's like a so he is a solid uh, three. You just plug yeah. him in, he can maybe get just six to eight points. Obviously, not a big deal. But if you play him for ten minutes, he can do something. Is my my point. And obviously, Brent Forbes is a great shooter. So him and Derek White, I think, will run well together. They used to run well together. So I mean, I'm sure they can again. Yeah. Um, I think Trey Jones could get some minutes too. I think he, I think if I'm not mistaken, he had a good summer league campaign. So I think he could get some good minutes in there too for them. Yeah, unfortunately, he only got about seven and a half minutes a game last season, but that turned into two and a half points a game. So if you do the per 36, he's not averaging that bad of stats. So, you no, know, maybe, no, maybe he'll get some opportunities. You never know. I have a feeling there's going to be a good amount of people on this roster that end up getting snubbed when it comes to minutes played. There's just too many players that deserve playing time. But obviously Popovich isn't going to run a 12-man rotation. He never has. Max Hill run is 10. So yep. that leaves people like Chandler Hutchison or maybe Bryn Forbes or maybe Lucas Samanich that are not going to get a lot of playing time. Now, obviously, you know... 
they're they're obviously rebuilding. They're developing. So they're gonna experiment with different things, I would say. But for the most part, I think the ten people that me and you named, um, that being Alpha Rook, Zach Collins, uh, Keldon, Doug, DeJounte, Jakob, Devin Vassell, Lonnie Walker, Derek White, Thaddeus Young. I think those ten are going to be your main ten that play, which does unfortunately leave out the likes of Drew Eubanks. Uh Kata Bates Diop, who I actually don't know if he's on the team. But Got that FA we talked about last week, so Yeah. Uh so if he is on the team, then that's gonna be a huge snub. To be honest, he could fit his way in. But yeah, this team's just in a weird spot. 100%. And really, somebody that could be snubbed and I'd be okay with is Aminu, too, because Keldon can play the four. And that gives you another guard spot to throw in Trey or Bryn, and you can just move Doug down to the three. So I just feel like Alfarouk is going to play because he's making $10.2 million. To, yeah. or, oh, billion, $10.2 million. Jeez, imagine. And they're not going to pay someone that much to not play. But to be fair, it is the last year of his deal, so they could. He could just hold out and walk this offseason. And he is... A- he is a veteran presence too, so I mean it's he's not a bad player. I just think it is much, much yeah. past his time. Yeah, he's he's still a good defender though. He can still yep. clamp if he needs to. Hundred percent. He might be one of those guys to get in at the end of the game to uh you know, lock down whoever's popping off or whoever they think's gonna get the ball for the last shot. Yep. Hey, you know who do wouldn't even talk about either? We've just ignored from these lineups. Who? Primo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I look at him, and he doesn't have a picture, and I'm looking at the faces. So. Yeah, you just, yeah. So I that's mean, the problem. He'll he find really his is way a, in, obviously. He is a dark horse at this point. Yeah, I mean, he could pop off. We never know. I just, I just don't see it. I hope, for the Spurs' sake, that he really proves everybody's opinion wrong. But we'll see. We yeah. will just absolutely have to see. Yeah, we will see. And I think the biggest problem, um, you might disagree... I think the biggest problem for this team is three-point shooting. You know, you have people that can shoot it, but I'm looking up and down here, and I don't see a single person that will shoot it and will be threatening besides Doug McDermott. But the problem is I don't think he's going to be getting a massive amount of playing time. I mean, I don't think he'll crack over 25 minutes a game. So the problem is I I don't think he'll have a chance to really take those eight or nine threes a game. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and who knows? Since they paid him a lot, he might get more minutes. You know, he might be starting for all we know. To be honest with you, that's they true. might throw a lineup with him out there. Uh, I was going to say something. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Weird, like we talked about with the Timberwolves last week, throwing lineups around. The Spurs are in that exact position. Like they are in a position. They have so many players that could give them valuable minutes. They have to just throw stuff out there, especially early on. I would say throw up as many lineup connections or lineup uh, possibilities possibilities as possible in the first 10 15 games and just see what gives you the best defense and offense i mean uh, find screw both it. do it all season honestly yeah they're not making the playoffs there's no shot so yeah if everything absolutely clicks and they become a regular season prowess again then they might be a fringe playoff team but i don't see them doing much better than that i don't even think that's happening this year i think that'd be a year or two before that happens yeah that's honestly. very possible but you know you got to remain optimistic all right, so let's do this. What do you think the Spurs' record will be this year? Oh, man. 
Have we figured out? Give me two seconds, bro. You do your prediction real quick. Okay, so I think that the Spurs will win, as we always say, all uh, assuming everything, everybody is healthy. Okay, they are right? playing 82 games, by the way. Okay, so assuming everybody is healthy, I would say that they will go 30 and 52. Just not, I just don't feel good about it. And I honestly think that's a little bit of a stretch, but I think Pop Pop coaches them there in the Western Conference because the Western Conference is deep now. 30 like, and 52. Chance... Yeah, I will say real quick, I think there's a chance the Spurs are the worst team in the West now. Like, honestly. I agree, man. And looking that, at their drop looking off. at their mm. record last season, they were thirty two and thirty nine. They got thirty two wins with DeMar DeRozan and with Lamarcus Aldridge, but to be fair, Lamarcus only played for twenty one games. So Still twenty one games that he's there. If they only got thirty two while having DeMar Yeah, I need to change my prediction, Loki. I'm gonna say twenty three and fifty nine. That that's what that would be, right? Uh, 23 yeah. plus 59. Yeah, it's 82. I'm piggybacking off of you. I'm I'm right there with you. I I don't know if they'll hit 25 wins. If they do, I think it's a win, honestly. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, Really, they're just looking to get through this season, develop their players, and I think they let Al Farouk and Thaddeus Young walk at the end of the season and offseason, and they try to land a big name to pair with DeJounte, Keldon, and Derek. Because... If that team can be extremely dangerous on both ends of the ball, if you get them a star with those three pieces, and along with Lonnie Walker the fourth, Devin Vassell, Doug McDermott, Zach Collins, if he can get back in form, Joshua Primo develops into a decent player. Yeah, we're talking about a super-duper scary team if they get some sort of star power. Or, possibility here as well, they let those two walk and use that money to extend their better players and then hopefully they can draft better. Because, like, we've talked about, they have so many young players that aren't going to get the proper amount of playing time this year, right? Because of yeah. Farouk and Thaddeus Young, partly. So maybe they just let them walk, put that money elsewhere into the team they already have, keep it tight, and just keep and have another two or three years of rebuilding, right? Yeah, but the thing is... That's tough to do now. That's well, really no, Jonte, Derek, and Keldon are not even close to their extension time. Are they not? No, DeJounte still has three more seasons counting this one. Derek White the same. And I believe Keldon has this upcoming season and the next season. Did they, ex- I guess, okay, so Deontay. Keldon is still on his, his rookie. Ex- Keldon is still on his rookie. And then DeJounte and Derek got their rookie contracts extended. Okay, I didn't know if they had been extended already. I forgot mm-hmm. how long they'd been in and the league. Even if they And even if they aren't, even if I'm somehow reading this wrong, which I don't believe I am, and they end the season, they do have bird rights on them since it was a rookie extension. So they can go over the cap to match whatever anybody else gives them. So okay, they they're go. locked. They're locked for All right, yeah. at then least yeah, definitely spend that money. Seasons. Yeah. Definitely spend that money on more young players or just one veteran player. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I do not know the 2022 NBA free agents. Let me go, go look here. Oh. Spice that up real quick and find us a couple dudes. Yeah, you're that might looking fit. at... Oh, a pretty, not a huge class, but pretty, pretty decent here. So you've got John Wall, who, ugh, that's volatile in itself right there. But you've also got James Harden. Much money. You've got Russell Westbrook. 
Got Bradley Beal. Bradley uh -huh. Beal would be a great addition in San Antonio. Oh, man. Imagine they could pull him over there. Just mm -hmm. oh, Tyra Irving talent. will be up. Um, And then Bird Wright players. We got Gary Harris, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, Goran Dragic, Ricky Rubio. And that's really it. The only other names I'm seeing that are really worth anything are uh, Marvin Bagley, Joe Ingles, Yusuf Nurkic, DeAndre Ayton, but he's got birds, so he'll get re-signed. John Morant, who actually, I don't know if this is incorrect, gotta be incorrect, but it says he has no sort of rights on him. So, I don't know if he'll be unrestricted. I, I really just doubt him I doubt Memphis would do that. But Bro, they're giving him an, ungod an ungodly amount of money. Lamelo Ball will be a free agent also. R.J. Barrett. Hey, our boy Honestly, DeLon Wright. Bring him. Yeah. Bring him on. Honestly, yeah. So it sounds like it's Bradley Beal or Bust for them next year. Yeah. Uh, nobody really else seems in the realm of possibility because Bradley Beal is the only one that doesn't really team up with people so far. So yeah, that hard could man. happen. Don't see him. Don't see him doing that to himself. But yep, I agree. But yeah. Mm. Super stale team, and honestly, it looks bad, right? But oh, in all mm. honesty, if DeJounte, Keldon, and Derek, along with their supporting cast, I just don't want to go through six names every time I try to bring them up. Absolutely not. DeJounte, we need, let's make a name for him. DDK. DDK, bro. DeJounte, Derek, Keldon. That's... There you oh, go. Oh, dude, DDK. DDK. That was an old Tech Deck brand, wasn't it? DDK. I don't know. No, that was DGK, I think. Shout out to all the tech deckers out there. Shout out to all the skateboarders, dude. Skateboarding's kind of dying. Uh, Skateboarding's lit, though. Yeah, it is lit. But, yeah, just... If DDK can develop, then... You know, the sky is the limit for them. Like we said, it is a transitional period. They could be the young bucks that rise up and take over that mantle that, say, LeBron, AD, and Russell are going to leave behind. Or, you know, you got... KD, James Harden, and Kyrie. Uh, you know, you got a lot of things out there. So, they could. They could take the mantle. Hey, Will they? You never know. They could be the next Warriors for all we know. That is true. Except they don't shoot the ball nearly as good. <laughs> it would not be the same thing at all. That was a just me throwing out a good little trio that developed. Yeah. That's true. But, anyway, guys. I think we're going to call it there. That is your review for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, TLDR, they kind of don't have anything to do. <laughs> but get their big contracts out. Hopefully land Bradley Beal and let their brand new trio of DDK develop. Let's get that trending. Let's, yeah, let's get let's, that moving. Yeah, I agree. That, that's a name. If easy to flow off the tongue. That'll stick. Let's, let's just hope it doesn't mean anything else at this point. Let's hope that's not a popular... Uh, abbreviation at this point yeah and then we've got it in the bag down dogs cry with a k oh, there yeah. you go i don't know dude down dogs cry oh uh, but yeah shout out doug mcdermott dude he got his bag but anyway guys yeah we're out of here follow us on the socials thank you for listening to the press breaker podcast um yeah follow us on the socials press underscore breaker on twitter follow all you need to know the show where you talk about everything learn about nothing um and yeah we will see you guys Back here. Oh, or who do we want to talk about next week? 
for the 10th week, dude. It's got to be a banger, dude. If it's the 10th episode, okay, it's got to so be an absolute done, banger. We've done the Hornets, the Pistons, the Timberwolves, and the Spurs, right? And the... Uh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. I kind of want to talk about Cleveland, but like in my head, like there's not much to talk about there. Like they're going to be the exact same conversation as the Hornets at this point. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to. Thunder. What, what do you think? Let's go Thunder, or maybe the Rockets. Rockets are an interesting spot as well. Yeah, they are. I suppose. We could talk about the know. Raptors. Oh no. <laughs> there isn't much to talk about there either, though. Honestly. Yeah, there isn't. We we could pretty much have a forty minute conversation on the Raptors and just a bunch of moves. That's about it. Yeah. Like trades. That's literally yeah. it. They've got some of the best like trade assets in the league though, if they wanted to like completely throw it all away and bring in something oh, new. hundred percent. They could Sam Presti that B in no time. Yeah, that's true. We could talk about the Kings. I'll talk about the Kings. Hey the Kings. Look it. Tenth episode. We're talking about the Sacramento I'll Kings. I'll talk about y'all. the Kings. Talking talk about, about the Kings, Kings, y'all. So tune in here next week, Friday, nine AM Eastern on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Audible, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts, Boom. man. Just, just just listen. That's all you got to do. Just listen to us. Just listen. Just listen to us. Just listen. Hey, y'all stay safe. Keep it real out there. We'll see y'all later.